Joining me now on the line is uh, Jayshree Naidu, CEO of Youth Innovation Entrepreneurship Design Institute, YED. And uh, she joins me on the line. Jayshree, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Aubrey. So breast cancer constitutes around 25% of all cancer in uh, women and will affect 1 in 28 South Africans in their lifetimes. I mean, that's a very scary statistic. Uh, Jayshree, you yourself are in a fight with cancer, but you're an entrepreneur and you are making your voice heard very loudly. I want to have this conversation with you within the context of the stats that were released today about the unemployment rate that we have, the conversation around uh, perhaps us inspiring more young people to look to entrepreneurship, but also as a young person yourself who is grappling with a, uh, with a condition such as breast cancer, how do you reconcile all of those things and the context in which we find ourselves? Jeez, Aubrey, that's quite a loaded question. It is, isn't it? <laughs> so um, let me start with, um, you know, the youth unemployment, yeah. uh, like you have been discussing on the show earlier as well. Yeah. We definitely need to focus on this sector, but we need to create awareness with the youth as well. In, in a recent appointment I had with my oncologist, yeah. he mentioned how shocking it is to see so many young individuals coming into her room for oncology treatment. Yeah. And we often think that this is a disease that affects older individuals. Yes. It actually isn't. And it is affecting our youth in South Africa. Yeah. But, you know, our youth in South Africa are affected by other diseases like HIV AIDS as well. So education with the youth is absolutely critical. Uh, ensuring that they have the right skills. I've been on 702 before talking about post industrial revolution as yeah. well. Those um, skills that I acquired as well. Yeah. And how do we find solutions that we can take to the communities that actually need this education and spread the word on awareness? Because early detection is absolutely critical yeah. in this space. And that's the type of awareness that I've been trying to create yeah. in the work that I've been doing uh, over the last couple of months. The, 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 the stats are, are staggering. Um, I mean, uh, you, you, you sent me this information about the fact that uh, I think it's uh, 28% uh, of all women, uh, let me go down, 25%, uh, around 25% of all cancers in women and will affect one in 28 South Africans in their lifetime. That's huge, Jayshree. I mean, that's really, really big. As, 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 you've, as you've just said, Absolutely. that it, it is one of those sort of opaque conversations. We think it's something that happens to somebody else. What, it, what are we doing? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. It, it is. It definitely is. In the past, it's, you know, it's been taboo to, when you have a disease like this, to even talk about it. Yeah. So I have a mum who's a first cancer survivor, yeah. I have an aunt, unfortunately, that I've lost to breast cancer. Yeah. I have another aunt who's on her second cancer scare, um, you know, yeah. and dealing with third stage breast cancer. So yeah. I come from a family of females that are unfortunately affected by this disease. Yeah. So one of my colleagues, ex-colleagues, um, sent me a message uh, earlier this year to say, I'm so surprised I didn't even know you had this disease. And yeah. I'm so surprised that you chose to talk about it. 
Yeah. And that even triggered something more in me to say, I need to have a louder voice about this disease. Because yeah. if I can use my public figure to help create more awareness around breast cancer, mm. hopefully it will get a female or someone like yourself to tell the females in your life mm. to go and have a regular mammogram. Yeah. Because it's not a disease that you should die from. Yeah. It's a disease that you should survive from. Yeah. And you survive by getting early detection and doing something about it. And that's why I chose to use my voice. Even at the risk of losing business or having people be cautious about working with me, yes. I decided that it's something that I needed to do for the greater good of females in South Africa. Is there a, a, a stigma connected to 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 cancer similar to that of maybe HIV and AIDS or, or or depression. I mean, I know that there's all sorts of stigmas connected to that. But cancer, do 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 you as a business person, do you do you have people that engage with you commercially having issues with the fact that you you de- you're dealing with cancer? Okay, not openly, obviously. But um, as a business person, and if I were in corporate, and I've been in corporate most of my life, yeah. I've spent over 20 years in senior corporate roles and executive roles. So when you're in corporate, and if you are engaging, so I'll speak on behalf of being a corporate first before yeah. I speak about being a survivor. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm in corporate, and if I need a project delivered on, yeah. I'm obviously going to be cautious yeah. about dealing with an individual that's going through a journey like I have been on. Yes. Because I've had to be out of work and, you know, just healing for six weeks at a time when I had my surgery. Yeah. So that's a long time. And I've had two surgeries where I've not been able to work for six weeks at a time. Yeah. So when you're working in a highly pressurized environment and you need to deliver, obviously it's going to be a factor. From being a survivor, I must admit, the clients that we've engaged with have been absolutely understanding some of the corporates that we've engaged with, but others are just, you know, not conscious of the pressurized environment that you're dealing with while going through a disease like this and going through all of your treatments, which includes chemotherapy, you know, being off from work, healing, and, you know, just not being courteous enough to even get back to you on proposals you submitted in time. Because you're working around your (laughs) surgery clock, and you're working around your chemotherapy clock, and you're working around your treatment clock, and you still have to wait for individuals to get back to you. And sometimes they just take months uh, to do that, and then it's time for another surgery. So even if you do hear back from them, you can't really do much as an entrepreneur. I want to talk a little bit about your entrepreneurship. I mean, um, maybe before I even talk about that, you know, my, my colleague Olani Kuala has really brought it home for us here at, at 702, the reality of the the process of finding out that uh, you are now living with cancer, the process of having to fight and survive, as you've explained, has really, really brought it home for a lot of us. And uh, I think for for many of us, including maybe some of our listeners, it's something that's still a matter of of a discussion that's happening there, away from me. There's an arm's length sort of relationship with 
with uh, um, cancer. But uh, Kolani's story, your story, is beginning to really bring it close to us. To what extent, Jayshree, to what extent has your walk with cancer, your fight, your your resolve that you are going to be a cancer survivor, regardless of um, the family history that you have with um, with cancer, uh, to what extent has that been maybe fuel for you in your business? Hey, in my business, is that what you said? Yeah, in your business, has that played some sort of an inspirational role? I mean, you're a very successful businesswoman. Okay, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I've, like I said, I've, I've used my voice, um, even though I have uh, a business angle to, you know, and a life as an entrepreneur in my business. Yeah. But I've used every opportunity, even in engaging with clients, to raise an awareness or to even use it as a footer on my email to say, you know, have you had your mammogram or have you had your loved one get their mammogram? Yeah. I've used my LinkedIn network to create um, awareness around this, which is normally not done. You know, it's seen as a business platform. Yeah. But if I have over 8,000 followers, why wouldn't I use that platform sure. to create awareness if it can save a life? So I've chosen, you know, to use that as an opportunity. And I'll continue to do that. I don't think it's something that I would necessarily necessarily put into my business as an offering, yeah. but it is an opportunity for me as a survivor to use every public engagement that I have to create awareness, which is what I've done yeah. in every forum that I've been able to participate in. Because yeah. when people look at your profile and they research you, that's something they will now see. Because I will always create an awareness around it. But before I was even... Um, diagnosed with cancer, I've yeah. been creating awareness around breast cancer because of my strong family history. Yeah. Um, so I've always taken that responsibility to do what I can in the space. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you connect your business, your, your presence in the business world with a purpose that some t- somehow, I suppose from... Uh, distance looks like it has nothing to do with your business. It's nothing to do with your entrepreneurial sort of life, right? Um, and I'm, I'm saying this because I'm, I'm beginning to get that that is a trend amongst many successful business people that it's not always just about the making of the money. Of course, I mean, you're in business to make money. But it appears to me, as I listen to you, that your business interests are further enhanced by a deep sense of purpose. Would that be correct? Definitely. I mean, if um, any of your listeners uh, who have engaged with me in the past, or if you look at a lot of my profiles, um, the signature that I use is living a purpose-based life. So whether I've been in a corporate role or whether I'm now an entrepreneur, yeah. I, will always cho- I will always choose to focus on the greater good, whether it's in developing the youth or developing entrepreneurs or now creating awareness and breast cancer. Individuals are so much more than the jobs that they do, yeah. and entrepreneurs are so much more than just the businesses that they run. And if you are driven by purpose as a motivator, then you will always try to do more with what you have available to you. And 
that's just something that drives me. It has always driven me and it will always drive me. So this is just a stage in my life that it is part of my life. O is the number for you to call. I'm speaking to entrepreneur and humanitarian and uh, just uh, plain old superwoman. Jayshree Naidu is my guest. Uh, she's CEO of Youth Innovation Entrepreneurship Design Institute. Let's talk a little bit about the Institute's work uh, specifically. Uh, Jayshree, what, what, what do you do there? So we have organizations to create such programs around building capabilities for the youth, yeah. as well as building capabilities within organizations on innovation and strategy design thinking. Yeah. And the main focus of our business is just with entrepreneurship development around specific sector-related goals, be it technology or services industries, yeah. and helping to develop entrepreneurs. And we also involve in the new movement, which is around creating access to market opportunities for entrepreneurs using platforms. Yeah. So that's the focus of yeah. what we do as a business. Is an entrepreneur developed, in other words, created, or are these people just born at J Street? And it's a conversation I've asked many other entrepreneurs before. Yeah. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. I ask this question because if you and you obviously believe that you can develop uh, uh, entrepreneurs, but I'm coming across a lot more people um, who say to me that, listen, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I don't want to be a business person. Um, And you guys in your daily conversation are seeming to be shoving entrepreneurship down our throats. Uh, and then you get other people that say, no, no, but you can be an entrepreneur. In fact, uh, I had a guest uh, the last week who said you can be an intrapreneur in your own uh, place of um, of employment. So as an employ- employed individual, you can have entrepreneurial tendencies. Do you believe that entrepreneurs are created or do you develop them? And what are these entrepreneurial tendencies that you're trying to develop in people? So again, quite a loaded question. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, no, that's absolutely fine. You'll have to have me back on your show. But um, entrepreneurship, interestingly enough, comes from two words, innovation and entrepreneurship, which is what creates the word entrepreneurship. So embedding a culture of innovation internally within an organization. Yeah and developing entrepreneurs internally, the outcome of entrepreneurialism is innovation. So if you want innovation even at a country level, you need to focus on building entrepreneurs. Because that's how you build an innovative society. And then secondly, your question around can entrepreneurs are they born or can they be developed? Yes. It's both. My personal kids are entrepreneurs. And the reason they are entrepreneurs is because we come from an entrepreneurial household. Yes. So even though I've always worked in a corporate, I've always been entrepreneurial and I've always had a business mind. So we've had business conversations around the table. So they have that still within them. They want to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. But they still need to be developed to be successful entrepreneurs. Yes. We even ran a program when I was in my previous organization to develop healthcare practitioners 
to run their businesses better yes. by giving them entrepreneurial tips. So, yes, you can be born to be entrepreneurial, but you need to develop your skills and hone those skills to be a successful entrepreneur and to be a high growth entrepreneur and not a necessity entrepreneur where you just survive. Yeah. So, there is a difference. I, I, I talk to entrepreneurs who've never seen the inside of a classroom in their lives before, who are successful by by any standards. Then I talk to um, people and then I then I talk to people and I suppose you could look to some of your own family members, Jayshree, who have been entrepreneurs for very, very long, who have uh perhaps uh you know uh inspired you to have this innovative approach to entrepreneurship that you have now. And then I speak to people that have gone to university or that are doing a master's in entrepreneurship, yeah? Um, and, I, and I listen to the two speak, yeah? I listen to, uh, to the guy or the girl that's doing this thing called entrepreneurship at UNISA or something. Oh, here I go again. I need to retract that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. And I'm not hearing an entrepreneur, I'm hearing an academic, or I'm hearing somebody yeah. who has got academic um, uh, responses to the commercial world. I'm looking to hear from you, what is this thing, the entrepreneur? What, 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 what is it that we should be teaching? Because let me tell you, I am not seeing entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs when they've got a degree in entrepreneurship. Do, do you get what I'm saying? I, I, I do agree with you to some extent. Yep. It depends on the development. So when I say development, I don't mean academic type lecturing to individuals to become an entrepreneur. Yep. When we run development programs and when we've run development programs in the past, yep. we need actual entrepreneurs to come in. Yep. So it's more mentally led development yep. by leading experts or tech, what we refer to as technical experts. Yeah. They say those that do, do, and those that can't teach. <laughs> and without, <laughs> you know, pulling down, yeah. without pulling down yeah. the faculty of entrepreneurship, I do want to say that to really be developed as an entrepreneur, you need to serve some actual entrepreneurs. So for example, if we run a module on marketing or branding, we will use an entrepreneur who is running a business on marketing and brand yes. to come in and share their experiences of how it's done and what needs to be done. So they can speak about their successes, their failings, and actual learning that can be transferred. Yeah. Because yeah. you, as an entrepreneur, you shouldn't have to make the mistakes that others have made before you if you can avoid them yes. or proper development. Yes, yes. And if I had not seen the success with the entrepreneurs that I have personally mentored or lectured yes. or helped to develop and program, I would not, you know, have this conversation with you so seriously yes. that entrepreneurs can be developed because I've seen it happen. I get emails all the time yeah. sharing stories of success in terms of how they've used the learning to grow their business. Yeah. I want to... I want to invite some of our callers or some of our listeners that are sure. listening to this conversation, Jayshree, who are 
you know, that, that loaded question that I asked at the beginning about the context where we find ourselves in terms of our economy, the unemployment, the uh, technical recession and all of those kinds of things and the, and the ever growing message that says maybe formal edu- I mean, formal, not education, formal employment is maybe not the way to go because of its limitedness. Uh, maybe we need to start thinking more entrepreneurially. You perhaps have been thinking about it. Give me a call. 0118830702. And somebody told you that maybe you need to just register, register a business, uh, get a website, and you think you've got a business. Uh, I want to hear what Jay has got to say about that. It's one of my pit conversations, Jay Speak to a lot of young people specifically who think that because they've uh, got a, uh, what do they call that registry number? That, what, what number? Anyway, that number, and that maybe they've got a little bit of a of a presence on um, on uh, social media that they now have a business, uh, and I always speak to experts like yourself and say, please say something about that because they don't understand why stuff's not happening. Why is this business not taking off? And then the conversation becomes about funding. Yeah, I want you to talk to me about funding and how can people get that funding. But what is funding all about if you've got a business idea? I want to talk to Jayshree Naidu about this. She is CEO of Youth Innovation Entrepreneurship Design Institute. When we come back, we continue with this conversation. But you give me a call on 011-883-0702 if you are entrepreneurially inclined. Late Night Talk with Aubrey Masago on 702. For the Curious. She's CEO of Youth Innovation Entrepreneurship and Design Institute. She is a cancer survivor. Her name is Jayshree Naidu, and we are talking about entrepreneurship. And please, if you are uh, thinking in those terms, please give us a call on 11 So, so Jayshree, I mean, I, I, again, I talk to guys, whether it's in the township or and, and they, no, no, perhaps, you know, I've got a what, what, uh, registration number. Uh, I've got a website. Uh, and uh, I need funding. And I always feel like saying, but, but you need a little bit more. Talk to me about that. So I absolutely agree with what one of my favorite entrepreneurs have recently said, Rocky, that funding will not solve your challenges. And I've often said it in, in my presentations to entrepreneurs. Um, entrepreneurs don't always need funding. They need clients. Clients will help direct what type of funding you need and will also help direct what type of growth funding you may require for your business. So you're absolutely right. Entrepreneurs, you know, would sit on panels and sessions and say, well, why don't you as a bank just give us funding, just give us money? Um, Money to do what? Um, You know, if you have clients, they will be able to pay for your products and services. And that's one of the reasons, you know, programs for development of entrepreneurs need to focus on access to market challenges that those entrepreneurs experience. So if I take my kids as an example, because I use them a lot as guinea pigs. Yep. And I watch them growing and struggling as youth entrepreneurs. Yeah. It's how do they get access to markets? How do they access the networks? that are available to them? How do they create a social media presence? But how do they create enough confidence in a client to want their products and services? Because if you throw money at them, that money has to fuel something. Is it fueling growth? Is it fueling salaries? Is it 
fueling buying expensive cars and properties and uh, a life a lavish lifestyle or is it actually fueling the growth of your business and if you really want to focus on growing your business you need to focus on getting time for your products and services because for me it's as simple as that one of the and sorry go ahead funders will, and funders will only and entrepreneurs know this and that's why they always you know upset with financial institutions that institutions or organizations will only provide you with funding if you can demonstrate cash flow. And cash flow means making money from clients paying for your products and services. We've had, a, uh, just in the last few weeks, uh, and I won't name the name of the young entrepreneur, but he's, he's been doing very well. He's been a, a beacon um, in terms of his innovation, in terms of uh, making popular a certain uh, clothing line, let me call it that. Uh, and uh, he has been saying, "Listen, I don't, I don't want your advice. I don't want. I just want five million rands. Give me five million rands, and I'll be able to, to run this company." And what would you say to a young entrepreneur who finds himself in that kind of, you know, in that kind of thinking that he says, "Listen, I, I don't need." this idea that I need clients. I need money in order for me to do the marketing so that I can get those clients. Uh, without the kind of marketing that I need that is going to um, put me at the level of operating in a particular niche, a certain level in the uh, market, uh, all of this talk about um, about I need clients is not helping me. I need five million rands now, not your advice. Okay. So if you, 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 know, you know what I'm talking about, hey? Entrepreneur. <laughs> so yeah. if we were to pretend that entrepreneur is a fictional character, yeah. um, then I, I saw this fictional character pitch his first ever pitch. And I'm a huge fan, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. And I've seen entrepreneurs like this grow. And yes, they reach a certain stage where they, they receive all of the development that they can receive. Yeah. And that's the fact. The problem with society and corporate in, in South Africa especially is that they've got so much money to throw at entrepreneurship development that they're forcing development down the throats of entrepreneurs that don't need it mm. and dangling the funding as a carrot at the end of the development. Mm. And not this entrepreneur, but I've seen another very successful entrepreneur that I have personally mentored come to me to say, Jay, I can get access to over a million rand funding, but I have to go on a development program that's yes. going to take me away from my business. Yes. And it's going to harm my business. I need the money, but I don't need the development. Yes. And it's not being uh, rude about it, yes. and it's not being ungrateful. It's just saying, I've, I've got the development. I understand I've made mistakes. I know what I need to now do, but yes. I need the funding. And, you know, we throw so much money at initiatives in this country. But when it comes to entrepreneurs making mistakes, it's that you're not allowed to make a mistake. Yeah, but, 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 but let me ask, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Jeshri. Would you use some of your money, some of your personal money, so that some well-meaning... Um, you know, driven young person can go make mistakes with your money? I have. I have in the past. I've invested 
my personal fund to help entrepreneurs grow. Yeah. You know, we've even invested in purchasing a vehicle for an entrepreneur once to help them grow their business. Uh, and they said, uh, the vehicle is actually parked now in my yard that I'm trying to actually sell. So, you know, Audrey, <laughs> if I didn't walk this road myself, yeah. I, I, like I said, if I hadn't done it myself, I wouldn't be as serious about it. But then, but, but then, I've done these type of things yeah. in the past. And entrepreneurs will make mistakes. But yeah. out of the 10 entrepreneurs that I've um, personally grown and mentored, yeah. you know, only two have let me down. Yeah. The other eight are successful, amazing entrepreneurs that yeah. I'm hoping to put in a book one day because yeah. I'd love to tell their stories to the world. Of I'm how looking forward to that book. Amazing and successful. Yeah, Tashri, but 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 then why then would we would we be uh, suspicious to put it mildly of seed investors of capital investors or any form of investor who is a little bit, who has a bit of an aversion to giving money uh, or investing in a company that they may feel hasn't gone through the processes that they need to in order for them not to make the mistakes. I mean, I, you know, if, if, if I'm an investor, I want as little uh, risk as possible. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to put my money in somebody who is going to make mistakes. That's why entrepreneurs go to the TS, full families and friends first for funding, yeah. because they will invest in your business without pushing for a return. Yeah. But when you're serious about growth of your business, then you need to get proper investment. And unfortunately, the big money doesn't come from full family and friends. It comes from investors. Yeah. But investors want to see returns. They want you to meet milestone objectives. They want you to go at a certain rate so you can actually exit. Now, this is the other thing that entrepreneurs don't understand. is The definition of an entrepreneur is at some stage you have to exit your business. And exit your business means building an asset of value. Yeah. And that asset of value is what your investors look to. Sure. Entrepreneurs are... You know, a lot of them want to go down sometimes with a thinking ship, or sometimes they're just hanging on to a dream yeah. that um, they just can't walk away from. So very often you need to energize your business. You need to innovate around your business offering and realize that it's time for you to change and move on. But negativity sells. So when we see an entrepreneur drowning and when they are you know, they've come out and they said we've made a mistake, we we uh, cashed out on expensive things, we now need to grow our business, can we help? It says, No, but uh, we can't do this. We've seen it happen far too often. But what about the success stories? Yeah. You know, the success stories don't get as much attention yeah. as the negative yeah. stories yeah. do, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. because that's the self. Do, do we have en- do we have enough though? Do we have enough success stories? Oh, uh, and, and, and let me let me put let, let me let me give you my jaded sort of um, uh, injection into that question. If we did, why is there so much unemployment? Because the unfortunately we are not creating enough opportunities for the individuals that are being successful to create even more jobs that they can. Yeah. One of the tweets from a very big ecosystem player, the Hookup Dinner, as an example, earlier this week, 
and I've been working with them, you know, for the past eight years, yeah. was, uh, you know, we need more partnerships. And, and one of the things I responded to is, yes, but we need corporates to take a chance with entrepreneurs and solar entrepreneurs so we can help them grow so they can forge meaningful partnerships. Because as big corporates, you don't take chances on small entrepreneurs. So mm. how are they going to grow to create the meaningful sure, jobs out sure, there? Sure. I've seen it myself, Obi. Mm. And I'm a successful entrepreneur and I've been a corporate executive. Yeah. But yeah. because I'm now an entrepreneur, mm. it's harder for corporates to engage with me. Yeah. And yet when I was in a corporate, I was able to raise 10 million in two months from two large corporates to do exactly what I'm now doing in my business. Yeah, yeah. But as an entrepreneur, it just looks differently. But yeah. I'm the same person yeah. doing the same thing. So there's just this uncertainty yeah. and unfortunately the lack of confidence yeah. that we have in entrepreneurs to help them get to where they need to be. Do you think there and should be that. do you think that there should be a drive to do precisely that? Because I I'm getting the sense that maybe the issue is no longer uh, pushing people to think entrepreneurially or think of going into the entrepreneurial um, field, but rather having a drive and a conversation with people with uh, the means, uh, potential investors, to actually invest. Absolutely. We need more tax incentives for corporates that are engaging with entrepreneurs. We need more subsidized programs. Yeah. And I'm not talking about just enterprise development. Yeah. Yeah. We need a commercial angle to investing in entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah. But we need organizations to be incentivized to do the right thing. Jay, not a TikTok exercise. Let me, let me, let me do this. I, I, I've run out of time. But do you promise to come back and, and continue this conversation with me? Because I think it's, a, it's one that we need to just uh, start talking about. Precise, specifically the issue about a drive to start creating awareness amongst investors. You know, we always talk about the 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 the, the entrepreneurs, but maybe a conversation about how do we start a conversation that is going to inspire investors to in, to invest a little more, uh, a little more. I'm looking for a word, a little more, a little more innovatively, a little more creatively. Uh, do you promise to come back, talk to me? Absolutely. It's my favorite topic. So Absolutely. why would I? What is, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, just follow me on Twitter yep. at Jay Schneider or Instagram or connect to me on LinkedIn, Jay Schneider.